Hibbs to take the throw in. Passes loose, Kerr takes over, she'll need a shine in front of her, but she'll try and thread the ball through and she does brilliantly. And Shine beats Hunter for pace, she's into the box, but she needs some support. She's got Murray to work with. Takes it back on the left foot, curls it top high into the corner. And Glasgow City have the lead again. It's Claire Shine with some brilliant work down that right side. The City substitutes rush down the touchline to celebrate with the players. Glasgow City coaching staff punch there in delight. And it looks like Glasgow City may have nicked this final right at the death. Claire Shine with the goal in her second of the afternoon. Glasgow City 4, Hibs 3. So um, we are uh, standing in the media room after the final of the Scottish Cup, the last game of the women's season. Uh, it's me, Chris Marshall. I'm here with Campbell. Hello. And Stuart Mitchell Sports this year as well. Hello. Hello. Um, <coughs> where, where do we start with that one? So Glasgow City won the Scottish Cup, 4-3 victory. Stuart, I'll come to you first. Let's give, we've asked a question of everybody else, so let's ask a question of you. How do you assess that game? Like a pendulum, this is how I've described it on commentary, back and forward, back and forward, just swinging from one end to the other. Um, pretty crazy because before it, when you're previewing it, you're trying to understand what you think is going to happen. But I never thought I never saw a high-scoring game. I saw possibly a 1-1 or a 2-2. It could go extra time at the most. But that was just unbelievable. And as much as it must hurt Hibs... It was fantastic for the supporters and anyone that was watching it on TV. Thoroughly entertaining, plenty of goals and a lot of quality on show as well. Um, although you've got to say that to win it with a 90th minute winner is how headlines and it's how stories are written. And after a good few years of Glasgow City not managing to get their hands on the Scottish Cup, what a way to do it. That's how I would analyse it anyway. I mean, Campbell... We were talking about the, the SWPL Cup final uh, earlier in the season and how that was nil-nil went to extra time penalties. It was a bit attritional, I think it's a polite word for it. Um, after 25 minutes, half an hour today, it looked like it was going that way again, but then Hibs went 1-0 up and it all kicked off. Yeah, I think it was sort of the showpiece final we wanted but didn't expect. Obviously, you mentioned the game in Airdrie and that was, that was pretty dire. But I think today coming, obviously, Tynecastle was a nice big stadium as well. You're getting a good crowd in, and the players just seemed right up for it. And four three was was a, was a strange result. Really. It was a strange kind of game, but I think in the end, it was sort of the game. It's what the game deserved, really. And obviously, it's, it's tough on Hibs, who had just went ahead and then came back to lead again, and then obviously threw it away late on. But you have to congratulate City, obviously, on what was a great game and a great win for them. I mean, there was there were seven goals today. Um, I'm not going to go through them all because I reckon by the time people are listening to this, they will have seen them. Um, but the goal to win it in the 90th minute from Clear Shine. I mean, as Scott has said, it's not even so much the goal itself, but the energy to do that, it really is a fitting way to, to win a final. When I was running the commentary up there, I, was just, I said that she was waiting on support because that's exactly what I thought she was going to do. She was going to wait for bodies to come into the box. But I think for as much as we watch Glasgow City, one thing we should understand is Claire Shine is com- completely confident in her ability and the way she took that on her left foot. You know, Hibbs' defence will probably have something different to say and maybe feel like they could have done more. But I thought it was just brilliant quality. Got there, went into the net. What a way to win it. But massive mention for the header 
that she scored that was the equaliser for 3-3 from the corner. Scott Booth said it in his interview there as well, the way she was at moving back, but she just manages to get her head on it and guides it perfectly in that top left corner. I thought that was going to be the goal of the game, obviously. You can't take it away from a winner in the 90th minute with a strike like that and all the work she'd done on her own. So, absolutely, absolutely class for Claire Shine in Glasgow City. I mean, as a spectacle, Campbell, I don't think it could have been... I can't, I can't think of how that could have been topped today, especially given, obviously, the, the renewed focus in women's football after the World Cup and, obviously, some of the events over the course of the, the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, was there a stand... I mean, obviously, guess Stuart's mentioned the two of goals. Is there anything else that stood out for you from today's game? I think it was just the fact that the two teams played about fear. I mean, obviously, the first, the first 20, 25 minutes, they were kind of just trying to find each other out and see what was what. But I think once they kind of opened up, there was that crazy spell of three goals in about nine minutes, and it just continued. And the end, it could probably have been about 5 5, 6 6. It was just one of those games where really anything could happen. It was good to see the two players, two teams going out, sorry, and just, as I say, playing off you. Um, and just kind of actually attacking rather than sitting back. And I mean, to speak to Grant Scott and people like that there as well, they're saying teams don't concede many goals these two, so to go and get seven in that game was crazy. But it's great for us to watch, and for people, if this is your first game, obviously it was a record crowd, as we say, for their first game here. It's a great sort of game to um, bring you back again. Yeah, let's let's talk about the crowd because I was I mean, as, as much as the game was thrilling and exciting, I was equally thrilled and excited by the crowd today. Stuart, three thousand one hundred twenty-three. So it's a more than a year of Scottish Scottish women's football record, Scottish Cup re- final record. I mean, it was great today. I don't think you can fault anything in terms of the crowd. Absolutely not. And there was great atmosphere before in the build-up and when kick-off happened as well. The the cheers when the goals went in from both sets of supporters were great, and everyone behind us was kicking every ball and mm. on, on the pitch and I'm sure the, the two managers were as well but that, that's great that everybody's getting involved in it and I have to say special mention for holding it at Tyne Castle I've got to say that I do think having a venue like this has probably brought extra heads out and it's more of a day out and it's a better venue to hold it than, than possibly you may have in previous years um, and that's the, a headline in itself so I think it's an opportunity to kind of People that are organising things to have a look at and go, right, the crowd is there. If we make it more of a, a spectacle and event, hopefully that number could just keep on increasing. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. Campbell, I, I, we came in in the, well, separate trains because you seem to get lost. But uh, we came through on the train and one of the things I noticed was at Haymarket, you, you wouldn't have known that a game was around the corner today. So there's obviously even more opportunity to grow that crowd. But compared with Fair Hill last season, we were both there. It's, it's a significant step up in terms of the venue. And then they got lost, there was just delays on the Glasgow side of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, there was a few folk on the train. On my train, to be fair, obviously, slightly later, there was people there with City and Hibs colours on, even walking along through Gorgian down I sort of area there in the end. But there was people coming to watch it, but as you're saying, it could be advertised more, obviously, um, through schools. Now, I know there's a lot of school kids there again today, but it's good as well. If you can advertise it, then you can get more people across. Obviously, 3,000 is a very good crowd. There was over 1,000 here for Hearts game in the league last week as well. So, playing at games like this, uh, venues like this, sorry. It's always going to grow the game, as you're saying. Um, for how last year, it's a nice enough venue. It's easy to get to as well uh, in the west of Glasgow, obviously. So it's it was good, but I think Tyne Castle was definitely a step up, and it'd be interesting to see where SWF go with this next year. Let's give the final word though to Glasgow City, Stuart. First Scottish Cup win since 2015. I mean, we, we've talked a few times about how this Glasgow City team seemed to just have that little bit extra than maybe even some of the really good Glasgow City teams of the past have had, and you think today that, that kind of came to the fore in the end? Yeah, a superb season for them and just the experience overall in the squad, throughout the team and that's not just the, the older players, the younger players as well for the, the, the challenges that they've taken on, what they've picked up from the players around them and the big games that they've performed in as well and I mean, the way they went through this league season again and 
the Champions League, you've got to mention it. It's absolutely incredible and it's doing wonders for Scottish women's football and right after the World Cup is that one little thing that just keeps things on the map again as well. Um, but I do have to say that probably I think that that Celtic game a couple of weeks ago has just been sitting in the back of the heads and sitting in the stomachs for the last few weeks up until this game and that's possibly given them that extra bit of hunger and desire in the final to say we're not going to get shocked again we're not going to we're not going to let the position winning just now slip so fantastic season for Scott Booth and all the girls and thoroughly excited to see all the teams in Glasgow City again next year next year to see how things go and how the season progresses. Uh, I think I can echo that sentiment I'm sure Campbell will as well um, so that's it for not for the leading the line this season. I think we'll get one more out and a full season review. Maybe we can get Stuart back back to give us his opinions again. But um, thanks very much for listening. I'm going to slide in some post-match interviews straight after this. Um, so listen to them, and we'll speak to you again soon. Well, congratulations. Um, where did you start with that today? I really don't know. Um, the the game it wasn't really what I expected in a lot of a lot of different ways. Um, and uh, but and also in hindsight now it's kind of something that you've got to expect you know against Hibs and Cup Finals we've had so many of them and there's been a lot of them that has been you know fine margins um, in order to win and I think that was the, the case today and you know it, we had a, a stunning um, striker who was bang on form and uh, I thought we controlled certain parts of the game and I thought they controlled others but we didn't quite get it right to start with. We came out first 20 minutes and did the opposite of what we actually wanted to do. And then for the, the last 25 minutes, started to, to play the way that we can. And I felt at half-time, 2-1, we could come out and with experienced players, you know, play through the second half and maybe pass the ball a little bit better, you know, keep the ball a bit better. And um, immediately it felt like a blink and we were 3-2 down. When, when you're involved in the game like that as a head coach with the ebbs and flows so much so quickly, does it... Is it feel any different in terms of how you manage the game? It's torture. <laughs> it is, it's torture. Um, very, very difficult when things are happening so quickly as well to try and change it. And uh, I, I just think in the second half we came out, we defensively we were a bit all over the place. We didn't attack the ball. We allowed uh, Hibs to, to get on it and get us turned. Um, I felt that we just were a bit too passive in, the, in that first part. And then, of course... You're thinking it's going to be a really massive uphill struggle because there's so much football in the players' legs this season. You know, late on in the game, you're a little bit worried that um, it, it might not happen. But you know, the same against Bromby. Um, late on, the players showed their fitness and they, they kept at it. And as the as the, the sort of the last five minutes or so were kind of rolling on, I, I just felt if we could just get one chance, um, it could be a, enough to to do it in the 90 minutes. And, and uh, in terms of that, that goal that Dorrit have been very fitting way to end the season, that would be fair shame. Uh, top, top draw. I mean, <clears throat> the finish itself I haven't seen, but I've been told it's incredible. Um, I thought her header was a, a, you know, a great goal as well. She's going back the way and getting generated the power and accuracy. But, you know, for me, it's, it's yeah, the, the way that she scored her goals, um, how late in the game she scored her goals, but the amount of work that she's done prior to that in the game, um, at times as a sort of lone striker, pressing players, chasing every ball in behind, I mean, incredible performance, really. 
How good is it to how good does it feel to finally end Hibs's sort of dominance on this competition? Yeah, it feels amazing because you know they've they've done so well over the the last three and a half years or so. They've just kind of you know and again tonight I thought they were great, but I think um, we've said from the start of the season and we've kind of made a, a, a point of stating um, openly. I've said it a, a number of times that I really wanted to win the Scottish Cup this season, and to to do it on the back of um, winning the league, being in the, the League Cup final, and also then um, still being in the Champions League quarterfinals. It's it's um, an amazing season for the club. And over 3,000 there today, good atmosphere. Great. Um, surely every single one of them is very entertained, um, no matter what team they were supporting. How big is that for the women's game in this country? To I honestly think it's massive. I think to bring the game to a venue like this... Um, it's, it's a fantastic venue. Um, you know, the, the, the dressing rooms, the pitch, the, the, the close proximity to the stands. It's always been a great venue. And then to you know get a really good crowd in, to put on a, a game like that that just sort of was end to end, and you never knew which way it was going to go. And have it on TV. It just completely promotes the women's game in Scotland, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. You personally, for you personally, Scott, I know you won the, the, the league and the Scottish Cup in your first season, but is this your best season, given that you've also been to the yeah. finals? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's been a tough, a tough, long season. It's had the, the World Cup in between. It's, it's been difficult to manage at times. And uh, I think the, the, the players have been you know, magnificent, they really have. And to, have, to be able to look back on you know, highlights... Like you know, obviously winning the, the the league and being able to do it a bit more comfortably, um, you know, going going through against Bromby um, in the in the manner that we did, um, and then now again in a game like this to to come out and, and pull it out of the bag with a fantastic finish from a top class striker is for me, yeah. And also in the back of your mind, you're still in the Champions League this season, and you've got one coming next season. So yeah. Commiserations, Grant. Um, how, yeah. how do you well, how do you assess a game like that? Yeah, with great difficulty. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite frantic, if I'm honest. Even on the sideline, probably good for the spectators, but um, a bit, bit of a strange one. Both teams don't really lose a lot of goals, and there we are, kind of both throwing them in. Um, and it was very open, very much so, more open than normal. So um, yeah, difficult one to digest immediately. I'll, I'll need to take a bit of time probably, but ultimately. The results, everything in the cup final, so very disappointed. When a game goes like that, and it, obviously I don't think anyone was expecting a full result either way today, does that change your approach during the game, and do you have to react a lot quicker than maybe if it's going to the plan, for example? I, I mean, yes and no. There's obviously little things that you see sometimes that you're trying to tweak, but you know, when we came out in the second half, there was really no difference to the game plan other than the way we started in the first. Um, we just did it a bit better. <laughs> so um, to get ourselves back into the game, then go ahead. Um, yeah, it was, was kind of how we set out first half and second, but um, you know we, the, the goals we lost today were disappointing. I felt that maybe we should have just managed the situation with a minute or two to go um, and, and made sure we didn't lose that last goal, but you know, it is what it is. Um, aye, it's, it's a tough one. I was going to say, is that emotionally draining like, towards an end of a game like that because it's so high scoring and maybe there's there's so much that's happened emotionally over the game? You're in, you're in front, you're behind, you're in front again. Does that have an impact when you're trying to see it or manage a game like that? 
I mean, I think so. It's it, because you know we're probably not in that situation very often, if I'm honest, and um, that that means that you're not able to practice that. But you know, these are experienced footballers we've got out there um, that probably should just feel the game and, and see it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're in front, behind, in front, it, it's aye, it's it's quite aye, it's, it's taxing on the emotions for sure. Aye. Neither side deserved to lose that. Nah, I think it was a really close game. I think for the supporters it was an exciting game to watch. Um, I think that last goal there to give City the win, you can't really stop that. So congratulations to City, but we're really disappointed because we felt we played really well and dominated large spells of the game. So we're really sad and disappointed to miss out. How does it feel to play in a game like that, especially at the end, obviously not, not getting the win? I think it's massive to play in games like this. This is the games you want to play in. A great venue, great crowd. So when you heard the goals go in, you heard the crowd. So it was good to get your support behind you. And um, yeah, we're just, as I said, really disappointed to miss out in the end. There was a big huddle from Grant Scott after the game. What was the sort of message that he was putting across? Um, just basically to keep our heads up. You know, we can be proud of our performance and we can take this momentum going into next season and just to keep everyone's heads up, basically, and keep us going and striving to be better for next season. You're saying that obviously you lost a late goal. What positives can you take from the game today? Well, I think, obviously, going in uh, at half-time, 2-1 down, we know that we had to go out and big up our performance for the second half, and I think we went out and done that, and we showed great positives, and I think we scored really good goals we had good play from front to back, so I think we can take them into next season and just work on them and obviously work on the things that we didn't do well, like that last-minute goal. There is possible ways to stop that, so, yeah, just work on them. You got a goal yourself. How did that feel scoring, just saying there was such a big crowd? Yeah, I had a wee bit of pressure on me because everyone's saying you've not scored in the Scottish Cup yet, so what better place to score your Scottish Cup goal in the final? But I think it would have been better if we got the win, but I'm still happy to... Add to their goals. Leanne, congratulations. Um, I'll ask you the same question as Scott. How did you start to sound some up that game today? Mayhem. Um, don't know, we were in the lead, they were in the lead. It was just going back and forward. Um, obviously, we knew they were going to come out after half time. Although we were in the lead, they were going to come out and push really hard. We were expecting it, but. They obviously got that early goal and then um, went and took the lead again, which was disappointing. But the character that we've shown all the way through the season, when we've had to dig in, we've just we've done it again. And um, we couldn't be any more proud of everybody in the team how they dug in today and got us over the line and got that trophy. You mentioned obviously the two goals for Hibs just after half time. Um, how did that feel? I mean, obviously that feels great going behind, but how did how did that feel, especially going in after going back to the first don't know, as I say, we're obviously expecting them to come at us hard, um, but it's disappointing to lose those goals. Um, but I think it kind of just gave us that wee bit of motivation to actually to stick together and to, to go and to fight. Um, Hibs are a, a really good team. All the games between the, the both sides this season have been really tight. Um, and I think it's been an exciting game for everybody. It wasn't, it wasn't so exciting to play in, but um, or enjoyable to play in, but... The end result for us is fantastic and we're delighted to, to go back up the road with a trophy. And first Scottish Cup since 2015, where does this one rank for you? The most exciting one, I'd probably <laughs> say. Um, no, it's great. It's obviously one of the goals of the season was to, to get that trophy back, but as soon as we, we wrapped up the league, full focus was obviously 
on this game, um, and we're just delighted that we have actually won the trophy. Usually, question how many cup winners medals have you got? Scottish cup winners medals? I'm not sure actually. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no sure. No counting at the moment. Once I hang the boots up, maybe. Yeah, and the. You're playing at a really good crowd today, and you've got a record crowd of over 3,000 people. Uh, does this to you show that Scottish women's football is really on the up? I think so. Um, people want to come and watch, um, but we need to make sure that, as you say, we're playing in a really nice stadium today, but some of the facilities that we have been playing on this season haven't been up to scratch. Um, you just need to look at where we won the league title. Um, so if you want to make it exciting and enjoyable for everybody, then you have to give the spectators that experience as well. And I think um, SWF have done that in terms of putting on a show um, for the Scottish Cup. So, yeah, I think it's, it is moving forward, small steps, but I think the game is growing and we just need to keep pushing really hard and publicising everything that we do and the players just need to keep improving and working hard and getting better. You're also now 13 in a row in the Scottish Cup and you're in the quarter-final of the Champions League. What does this even like in your time at Fasco City? Right up there. Um, obviously, we qualified for the quarter-finals before, but in terms of maybe the personnel that we've had this year and some of the injuries we've had and stuff... Um, I just think the character that we've shown this year has been fantastic and teams have come and challenged us <clears throat> and we've had to dig in so that's probably the most pleasing thing because in the past we've maybe won the league a wee bit easier than what we have this season so um, just pleasing that although the other teams are challenging we're still forging ahead and um, still able to win those trophies. Obviously a very tough game against Wolfsburg in March but <laughs> the, how, how much confidence can you take from from days like today, showing the fight and determination that you did to win? Yeah, it's a whole different ball game, I think, when we, when we come up against Wolfsburg, as everybody knows, but the achievement for us is getting to the last eight. Last eight of the Champions League for an amateur club. It's, to do it once was amazing, but to do it twice is just it's unbelievable. So we're just delighted with, with the whole season and what we've achieved, and we're, we're going to go and celebrate tonight. Do days like today encourage you to put the boots back on again for the following season? Definitely. Um, as I've said, obviously while I'm still con contributing to this team, um, then I'm happy to play and as long as my body will allow, um, I'll keep fighting on.